Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator, along with Jeff Amendola, the owner of Amendola Family Cigars. How are you, Jeff? Doing good, guys. How are you? Doing good. It's storming here, so we are huddled in the yeah. uh, we're huddled in the Casa de Nick Cigar Garage Lounge, if as I and, call it. If and when we're struck by lightning and you see us just fry and pass out, just keep on going with the cast. <laughs> yeah, just just complete it. Uh, I got it. I got it. Don't okay, worry. cool. So good sound effects though, the thunder, the rain. Uh, it's very soothing. It's true. We're going to put yeah. everybody to bed with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually birds chirping in my backyard, but yeah. So, Get some jazz going. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So we're going to be smoking some cigars from Amendola Family Cigars. Now, we're going to do this a little differently on this episode. Normally, Gator and I, we will smoke the same cigars so we can kind of talk about it amongst ourselves. But Jeff was nice enough to send the two of us a couple of sticks from his line. And so we have the Connecticut, we have the Habano, and we have the Maduro. So what's going to happen here is... Gator's going to smoke the Connecticut. Yes. I've already taken mine out of the cellophane so as not to be obnoxious. Well, that's just so polite of you. And then Jeff has got the <laughs> Habano. Yep. And, smoking the Habano. And then I've got the Maduro. So this way we can all talk about the different different cigars. So with that, why don't we go ahead and get into the cut. And the cut is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Dan Ponder over there at Riverman. Our he's, man Dan. He's been uh, able to kind of loosen the COVID requirements a little bit for about the last, um, I'd say, week, week and a half or so. Um, he is still keeping the lounge kind of restricted. Um, but at this point, you can go in. You can you can um, get cigars to go. He is still doing the curbside. He's still doing a lot of mail orders. So if you live in an area where you don't have an open cigar lounge or something like that, feel free to reach out to Dan over at Riverman. He's got something for everybody from $3 to $100. So he's got the full range of, of products there. But then he's also got his outdoor covered patio, um, which is, I think, about 1,500 square feet. So you can bring a lawn chair with you in the back of the car, pop that, and sit out front and have a great time over there at Riverman Cigar Company. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, between Jeff and the birds singing where he is in North Carolina and us with the rainstorm, we've got all the sound effects going. All the sound effects. Yes. It's nature. All of it. It's fun. All of it. So, <laughs> with that, why don't we go ahead and cut the cigar. So, I've got my Calibri. What kind of cut do you use? I have the Calibri SV cutter, and so I've been using the, the V portion of that a lot lately. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's a That's great, my favorite cutter. I am following it, suit dude, today. It's a great cutter. Since I we're mean, recording up at Nick's, I did not bring my cutter with me. That looks like a Pac-Man. Do you see that? Look at that. God, you say that every time. <laughs> it never gets old. So anyway, so Jeff, go ahead and... Okay, it's time for the cold draw. Cold draw. So... Fruity. You're getting fruity on the fruity, cold draw? Fruity, yes, on this Connecticut. Is that accurate? Should he be getting fruity on the cold <laughs> draw there? Uh, to each his own. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take that as a no. Nope. You know <laughs> what, what I'm getting. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the the Connecticut has some, um, no fruit per se, but you're going to get some of that, like, prune or raisin. Oh, my God. Look at, look at that. Hands are in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my Gator God. for the score. Uh, 
And it, and it's a little bit more on the creamy side. You yep. Know? And that's that's what I like. So that's perfect. Now, now Jeff, something we do, and I don't know if you've listened in, but I've patented the Gator Cold Retro. And basically what we're going to do here is we're going to do a cold retro hail now on the cigars. You're a moron. <laughs> Wait. Did you say a, a what? A cold retro hail. Oh, no smoke? Not yet. He's a moron. Interesting. I want to go ahead. I want to see this. You, why don't you move into boy, the camera so he can see boy, it? Boy, you can really get the raisin on that. Try that, Nick. I don't have I don't know. that I cigar. know, but I don't know what yours has. So, Let's yeah. See. So, mine has got kind of a little bit of a cocoa flavor i get a little cocoa a little earthiness to it what are you getting on the retro which one, which one are you smoking the maduro the maduro yeah yeah and you've got the uh, habano correct yeah the habano i i get a little bit of that graham cracker like hay spice it's more of an earthy profile gotcha so what'd you get on the cold retro there nicholas i didn't get anything jeff because <sighs> it's not a thing it it, it is so it is Jeff, trust me, you got to try this, brother. Next next time, you've got a clean palate. I will and smoke a cigar. Do the cold re- do the cold draw, but then do the cold retro hail, and you'll pick up different notes with your olfactory senses. It's a thing. Interesting. Yeah, be sure to credit me whenever you mention it to everybody. God, absolutely. Hundred <laughs> so. percent. Time to light up, brother. Time to light up. I do usually. Do you smell the cigar ever, like the end? Periodically, I. I don't a lot of times just because I'll be in the lounge or something and like they're weird about you smelling cigars before you buy them and stuff. But and I never think no, about like, like and like, I never like when you're getting ready to light it up. Yeah, and I never think about it at that point. So uh, yeah. yeah, I used to lick the cigars before I'd purchase them, take them out of the cellophane. But ever since COVID, that's been frowned upon. You lick your cigar? <laughs> I have a question about that. He's a moron. But no, go ahead. What's your question about that? I know. Seriously, I've seen people do this. <laughs> I've seen it too, actually. No, I've never and, actually and, like, done it. Like they'll fully submerge the cigar in their mouth. Like, do you do that? Are you no, one of those? No, I'm not. I do not fillet my cigar as a rule. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered what the reason was. I was trying to find somebody. It had to be some sort of tradition. I don't know. Nick enjoys a nice round cylindrical object in his mouth. You're such but... a dick. You know. <laughs> but no. See, the thing about it. I, what I don't understand are the people that do that and then use the community cutter at the, oh. at the lounge, you know? That's a no-no now. That's what I'm saying. Yep. I yeah. was doing, I do a lot of events at, like, golf clubs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'll bring a couple cutters out there for everybody. I saw this guy do that. I mean, he fully, I mean, he, he, uh, put, I mean, that thing was all the way in. I mean, <laughs> spit all over it. Then he picked up my cutter and I was like, nah, bro. That's <laughs> not going yeah. to happen. It's very click something else out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. That's so. <laughs> gross. So, okay, before we get into everything here with Jeff, Jeff Gator here, what are you getting on your cigar? As you, in it the, is in the creamy. Beginning? It is very creamy. I'm going to do a retro hail here real quick. Boy, there's just a little hint of pepper on that retro hail. It's very mild, very creamy. Good cigar. Mm-hmm. There's some pepper on the uh, the Maduro. You do get like kind of that little bit of earthiness, not not a ton. It's not. It was hard. Or the the earthiness was more present with the cocoa on the uh, on the cold draw. The pepper is what's coming through now on the on yeah. the duro there. It's a good. It, it's good. It's got some some heft to it. It's well, a, I like this Connecticut yeah. though because there's not much bitterness to it. Um, it's just very very creamy cigar. Yeah. 
So it's got a got a lot of rich flavor, I think, mm-hmm. for Connecticut. On uh, have you done a retro hail on yours? There, what are you picking up on the Habano? Dude, he's probably had like eight thousand of those things. I'm True. pretty sure he knows exactly what he's supposed to be getting. Uh, yeah, but you know, you know what? It, you know what? Uh, it's always different in some ways. Like depending on the weather, it's weird. But <laughs> weather, where I'm at, inside, outside. <laughs> I love the cold draw on this. I mean, the retro hail on this Havano. It's like, it's peppery, but like graham crackers, sweet almost. Hmm. Hmm. Earthy. Well, do us a favor here as we get into this. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into cigars. Yeah, so um, long story short, you know, everyone who got into this business at some point, just you have to have a passion for cigars, right? So. I developed that passion um, really when I was about between 18, 21. Uh, I used to hang out at a cigar factory in the Bronx a lot in New York um, and watch and observe. I fell in love with it. Um, about 10 years ago, I moved to North Carolina. Uh, I started a job in law enforcement at the time, and I was looking for I needed that therapy. You know, I was really getting into cigars. So my therapy after every shift, before shift, was sitting down smoking a cigar. That got my uh, that got my wheels turning, and um, I really wanted to make it. I wanted to make it more than just a hobby, you know. So uh, I had this idea that I could create my own cigars and get them out on market. So what I did, I started hosting these cigar events, cigar social events. Where I was living in the time down here, uh, there wasn't a big cigar presence. There wasn't a big cigar culture. A couple shops, but no one doing events, really. No one rolling cigars. No one making cigars. And I felt like I could totally captivate that market, right? Yeah. So I I got these cigars from New York, from Cigar Factory in New York. Had my first event. It was a success. And I was like, oh, this could be a thing. Shortly after that, about a year in doing those I went to uh, Tampa, Florida to find a cigar maker to teach me how to roll cigars. And um, from that, I, I did that. I, I took I took two weeks out of the month the first time, went back a second time. I learned blending, rolling, you know, the basics to, like, get it going. Because I didn't want to be a guy that just had a cigar brand. I felt like if I was going to do this and take it to the next level... Uh, I wanted to know how to do everything. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like I had, I had the capability and the, I don't know, willingness to try everything, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, from the, from there, honestly, it, it, I was doing it on the side, but I learned how to roll cigars. I marketed my brand as a cigar rolling event company. Then we started to get into wholesale and uh, retail. But what I did was I, I started my own cigar factory in North Carolina about two years into all that. And um, I had a, I actually moved a cigar roller here from Dominican Republic. He worked for Davidoff and Arturo Fuente. And um, we, he taught me really, I learned a lot about blending, tasting, and being able to make a cigar to put out there that people will like. And uh, three years ago, we rebranded to Amendola Family Cigars. And, and now we're working with some really awesome factories in Central South America. And here we are. That's badass. So that's the summed up version. But. <laughs> well, so yes. how has it been for you in terms of taking a brand that you created and and bringing it out into the world? Like you know, 
how many shops are you available or where are you available yeah. you know that kind of stuff you know so you know that's the hardest part really um as a new brand you know people <laughs> you, you get two different types of shops you know some that are like well no one knows who you are we don't want to take a chance on you because it might not sell yeah and then you got the shop owners that are like oh wow new product new brand we like you we believe in your vision we like your vibe we'll give it a shot because we'll sell it to our customers you know um so we're in about seven states you know we're between it's hard to say exact number of retailers because they go up and down a lot you know yeah yeah consistently we're in about 60 to 80 stores uh, Jay, we just got JR Cigars in North Carolina, all three locations. Atlantic Cigar Company is our online distributor. And uh, bestcigarprices.com. Mm-hmm. Those are our main main accounts. And then we have our couple select retail shops that we're selling at, too. Okay. So how many cigars do you have yeah. in your entire line? Yeah, uh, right now, we have our core line is, is, is three cigars. It's uh, Connecticut that you're smoking, the Habano and Maduro. Uh, we, and our signature line consists of uh, the Amendola Special, the Padrino, and our Cannoli line. And that's a three cigars. The Cannoli, is, huh? that a, is that a fairly new cigar for you? So it was our, it was our box press San Andre. It was a petite box press with a San Andre wrapper. And my business partner, Chris Monaco, he... Uh, we started, well, we met about a year ago, and, and uh, one of our first introductions, we smoked that cigar together, and we're both Italian, we're both from the same area in New York, and he was like, dude, this tastes like a little cannoli, like an after, after dinner treat mm-hmm. type of thing, you know? It's not sweet, it's not flavored, but it, it, it's definitely got some of that allspice and uh, characteristic of a nice dessert cigar, so the name... We adopted the name about a year ago, and we are just re-releasing it now with new packaging. So the band will actually say cannoli. And we're adding a Connecticut Corona size to it and a Habano Corona size to that. That's awesome. Now, it's a softbox yeah. press, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So yep. the, the million-dollar question for everybody these days, and as much as I hate talking about it because I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about it. but Rona. You know, um, so how has Corona impacted, you know, Amendola Family Cigars and and your your plans for 2020 and just kind of yeah. you know, supply and all that kind of stuff? Um, it has had some major impacts, both good and bad, I will say. Initially, I was I was scared because a big part of our business we um, we still have an event business, right? So yeah. I roll cigars at events. I have them planned out years in advance, weddings, corporate stuff, golf tournaments. Uh, and as soon as the shutdown happened, the uh, quarantining, whatever, I lost all that business for three months. Yeah, hmm. you know what I'm saying. So as a small bit, I mean, you know, we're so small, we're a boutique company. That hurts because that's what we rely on to live and uh, support our family. So initially, I was uh, stressed. Then I said, okay, two things can happen. Either we can just, you know, sit over here, feel bad for ourselves and wrap it up and say, hey, we're, you know, whatever, we're done. Or two, we could sack up and say, what do we got to do to get through this time and plan for the future? And that's what we did. 
because that's how we roll. And um, so has it, has it, have we suffered a little bit financially sales wise? Yes. But we have grown so much in this time. It, it's, it's crazy. We, our 2020, we, we started production with Eric Espinosa at La Zona factory. Uh, we're about to release a cigar with Pravada cigar company in their cigar of the month club. Uh, we are getting booked for events now from fall to 2020 into 2021. And don't quote me on this, but we're talking to another major factory in Nicaragua about releasing some blends with them. Awesome. Awesome. Called Aganorsa. Who are we so, going to tell? <laughs> I know, right? It, you know, it's just right now, right now it's conversation, but we're looking to diversify our portfolio a little yeah. bit, you know, like our, our options. So, so yeah, has it affected us? Yep. But, we got more organized. We got a game plan, and everything's lined up. It's like, you know, a lot of brands, to be honest, going to fall off. Yeah, unfortunately, because maybe they weren't structured right or couldn't whatever. We figured out a way to to use this time to plan, get organized, and um, be ready. So as soon as everything opens back up, we fill the void. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Now yeah. a, a, a follow up question to that. Is you talked about you know getting organized and and kind of stepping back and taking a look. So it, let's say somebody out there in the listening audience is thinking about opening up, you know, their own line of cigars. What would be yeah. I guess what would be the mistakes that you would tell them to avoid, or what which directions would you tell them to go? Like what advice would you have for someone if they were going to start out and do what you've done? Yeah, I mean that's a loaded question, sort of. But <laughs> I'm good at those. I don't, <laughs> I, honestly, this isn't for everybody. You have to be a special type of person to get into this business because it's not fast money. It's not quick money. It's a passion business. It's an art business, and it takes time. So you got to either do it as a hobby or have a long game in mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you, in, in, unless you have billions of dollars and you can flood the market with marketing and uh, advertising and get your product in every country, all right, you might make some money, you know, quick. But um, you definitely have to love it for sure. And uh, one day at a time, and it's 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 hard. It, my my issues getting into the business was. I'm a first-generation cigar manufacturer, so this uh, the original cigar industry is based off family and legacy and generations, right? Like the major families are just passed down, passed down, passed down. I got into it about 10 years ago before a lot of like boutique stuff started popping up. There were a few, but no one really knew me and trusted me and uh, really wanted to work with me because I was nobody. So it's all about, you know relationships man you got to be seen and uh if you want to get if you want a brand you want to get into this business you can't stop do it and don't stop (laughs) amen you know that's the yeah that's the best thing i can say so now i want to go back because i i've i was first introduced to you uh when you were on the good cigar with al roman i oh yeah i I listened to his episode and i i heard you on great guy yeah, he's a fantastic guy. And he uh you you told a story about selling cigars out of your trunk. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I was a cop I uh I was doing cigars part time, you know, on the side, my free time after work, before work, 
had the factory going, so I was kind of like all over the place. But what started happening was I would get phone calls, and um, you know, I was on patrol at the time, so I'm out in the public a lot. And downtime, I'm smoking a cigar if I can. Yeah. People in the community see me, you know, they kind of started associating with me as like the cigar guy. And uh, man, there a lot of shifts I'd ride around with cigars in the trunk of my car. <laughs> and uh, and you know, I mean, I can talk about it now because I'm not employed with them. <laughs> but a, a lot, a lot of the guys, you know, would hit me up during shift. Be like, "Yo, I'm in Dolly. You got, you got any cigars in the trunk? Yep. So meet over here, pass them off. But then I started getting wholesale accounts, and I was like, you know, I gotta, I either have to quit being a cop or quit being a cigar brand because <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't do both. I couldn't keep selling out of my police, you know. <laughs> conflict of conflict of interest that probably would get you in a little bit of a trouble yeah yeah so, yeah so i had to be creative and, you know yeah. so in the vein there talking about you being a police officer nick and i are both journalists and we love stories from our our cop friends and firefighters there's always oh, yeah. that one like weird strange case or one weird thing that you encountered while you were out on the streets tell us about that oh man i had uh there's a couple of them but um I think the one that really just had me like, wow, was uh, it was actually my first month I got released. So like after the academy, you um, you have to ride around with a training officer for like six months. Okay. So I remember I, I just got released and uh, had my own car, had my own call sign, and everything. Uh, we got a shots fired or disturbance with a weapon call, and um, some guy shooting a shotgun in the air in his parking lot, beating on his girl, or something like that. So ironically, I'm the first one there, right? Of course. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, you know, blood, blood pressure's going. Hop out of my car at another uh, backup show up just on time. Thank God he had a rookie with her. And uh, we see this guy run into an apartment. So first instinct is to go after him. And that's what we do. We run in the house, guns out, see the guy in the living room. I didn't see, I, tunnel vision, right? I didn't see any guns. I didn't see a shotgun. Uh, out of nowhere, this some girl from the other room flies and jumps on the, my backup officer's back and starts choking him out. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So I'm like, we're going to get ambushed in here. Like, we're getting attacked. Like, this is full on, you know? So I'm looking at the guy, and he's doing one of these, like, you know, feet start moving a little bit. Acting cagey, yeah. Yeah, acting cagey, and I'm like, we're going to fight. <laughs> and uh, he lunged at the officer in training. And me, not think, I started to put my gun away to just go hands-on. But before I could put my gun away, I tried to wrap him up, and he knocked the gun out of my hand, and we go on the floor fighting. So we're, we're grappling around a little bit. I just have him kind of, he's not, he has, he's he's mounted me, and I just kind of have him pinned. So, because he's trying to get my gun, too. Yeah. I, I kicked the gun under the coffee table, so I'm like, all right, weapons out of here. We're just going to be physical. And so he's punching me. I'm punching him. Uh, finally, I hear this whack. I think one of the officers hit him on the back with a flashlight, like a mag light. And yeah. I was able to get him off of me, cuffed him up. Long story short, we had the whole family was fighting us. So we cuffed them all up. SWAT showed up. <laughs> and as soon as everything calmed down and I was able to like get my composure, I look around the room. There are hand grenades on the floor. Oh, AK-47s on the couch, 
we lift up the cushions to the couch. There's handgun, full arsenal, right? Oh my god! Lift up the coffee table. There's ammo, knives. I'm like, we're on the ground wrestling with grenades. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like oh, he's over at my house. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> so I, I started hyperventilating. I'm like, oh my god! And then it all sunk in. Like, what was going on? Like, yeah, could, like could have been blown up at any time. That could have wow. at any really time. South. And what it turned out to be, he was on a he was on a hit list. I think that's why the SWAT showed up afterwards when we went to court. He was on a hit list for uh, being an arms dealer. Like it was like a cartel thing. Holy crap! He just got he just got really drunk that day and decided to go off on his girl and start shooting his gun. And that's how we, you know. But yeah, that was uh, that was probably one of the most. I'll never forget that moment. Oh my god! And, and then I think to myself, I'm like, man, I should have shot him. You know, what if I did? What if I didn't? He didn't have a gun, but there were guns everywhere. <laughs> like, you know. Well, and that's something one of those. I don't think people understand that aren't in law enforcement or aren't around them, that you guys will sit and second-guess yourselves on things like this forever after these situations. I still play back the scenarios in my head. Yeah. Well, or something will remind me of it, and I'm like, man, what, I could have. Like, I shouldn't have fought that guy. I shouldn't have dropped my gun. I, you know. Well, because you get all these, these you know, couch quarterbacks that like to say, oh, you should have shot him in the leg. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Dude, Bullshit. You, you, you have like not even a half a second to process no. what's going on and then make a decision. You know? People think that there's some sort of, what do you, like guideline to follow or like steps. When you're in a situation like that, you go off your instinct. It's survival. Your sur- it's survival mode at that point. It's like, forget what you were taught. You got to live and make a decision so other people stay alive and you stay alive. Yeah. Yep, that should be alive. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate that. I hate when people see, you know, the media blows out of proportion. And they like to well, not us. The bus. <laughs> oh, good. You know, and, and, and they show you like a clip of what happened, right? Yeah. You don't know what led to that. You don't know what the officer had to think, do, whatever. Yeah, that, that 15 seconds that might make the news is not a, a it's not a good snapshot of the situation as a whole. Nope. Yep. Nope. Not at all. Tries me nuts. <laughs> That's fun. So, but uh, I am an advocate for law enforcement. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, same. Know. Same here. And uh, I'm going to circle back to Nick here real quick. Let's let's go around the horn here. What are you guys getting on your sticks? This cigar yeah. is fantastic. I'm getting a lot of like pepper. There's some cocoa. There's like some little like either earthiness leatheriness something like that going on i mean it's a fantastic smoke i'm really digging that's this awesome. cigar a lot i've got the maduro by the way for everyone listening at home. and i've got the connecticut and it is just creamy it's even on the retro hail very very there's pepper oh, there yeah. but not much it's just these are good cigars it's got a great construction good mm-hmm. burn line going mm-hmm. and uh as, awesome, as, as far as yours uh jeff what are you getting there yeah just some pepper man it's like a leathery pepper taste in this habano that's what I, I love about it it's not overwhelmingly spicy because i don't necessarily love that all the time it's just enough pepper in there to tingle and then you get that rich leather earthy aromas from it right now i'm halfway through well yeah, and it's not halfway. often that we get to sit and smoke three cigars from the same line like we're doing today right and right, and right. i love this because you get to hear what all different components of your of your brand there have yeah, yeah. That's why I want you guys to have a little bit of everything. No, we definitely appreciate it. And then um, Absolutely. I got to send you guys some cannolis, too. <laughs> I 
Well, <laughs> that may have to be a follow-up I'll tell episode. You what, so. yeah. as, as, as a fat Italian kid, I like cannoli, so, you know. Hey, <laughs> there you go. So uh, do I. I'll yeah. tell you what, have you? so have you been to St. Louis before? No, never. Oh, dude, you got to get to St. Louis. I heard Louis. they have a lot of Italians, though. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. You got to yep. get to St. Louis. There's a neighborhood over there called The Hill. And, I heard about it. Dude, there's some of the best Italian food in the world over there. And mm. and we Jeff and I, we like to go over to uh, the Hill Cigar Company, which is right yeah. there, nestled right there. And, I mean, fantastic cigar shop and lounge. And so I, I got to hit them up. I got to send them some products. Dude, I'm saying, and within within walking distance, there's some of the best chicken parm I've ever had. I just, I was over there the other day, and I had a sandwich from uh, from a shop there. It's the best hot salami sandwich I've ever oh, had. Dude, I'm I mean, hungry now. it's like this. I'm like, hungry now. They toast it. It's on this, like, ridiculously. <laughs> Is that Erzy's, or where did you go? Um, no, that was... Uh, Oh God! It's like Gia Gia's or something. Oh, okay. I know which one yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Gaios, 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 yeah. Gaios. I know which one yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, ridiculous. There's this good little Italian salami. market a block away from the cigar place called Urzi's, and yeah. it. We go in there, and I mean, we get salami and cheese and crackers and bread and, and they, chocolate covered espresso beans. They have the greatest selection oh, of candies in there. It's yeah. awesome. Love that. Yeah. We get love that. that. We get that. We go down the way like a block down the the street to the Hill Cigar Company. We set up yeah. everything. We got all the food and everything. We get the drinks, the whiskey, whatever, and then we're just sitting there smoking cigars, having that. It, it's it's really stereotypical it, for two fatties to sit and smoke cigars and eat candy. <laughs> it is the, <laughs> it's the best afternoon, man. I'm it telling really you. Isn't is. that the best Isn't that the best thing though? You have a good meal. A oh, good yeah. drink and a good cigar, yeah, like all relatively close to each other. Mm-hmm. That's just all we that. got a spot here called um, the Angus Barn. It's in Raleigh Steakhouse. Yeah, uh, listen to this. What they did was they turned their meat locker into a cigar lounge dining room. Ooh! So they have a they have a walk-in humidor in the lobby, but when you get there, I love it because it makes me feel like I'm in the Goodfellas or something. Yeah, yeah. You get there and you say, "I well now I just walk back in there." But if first time there or whatever, walk up, say, "I'd like to be escorted to the meat locker." They say, "Sure." Check on availability. They walk you through the whole operation in the kitchen, down some stairs, back room, all the way out to this meat locker that is literally a, a big. It was it's a locker like it has yeah. the door like like a freezer. Locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you can fit about twenty people in there. You could eat dinner. Drink and smoke a cigar at the same time. That's awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. That's awesome. So, and they they sell a lot of our cigars. So it's great. <laughs> that doesn't hurt a bit, not no. at all. <laughs> no, that's where we do all the business meetings. <laughs> that's cool. Well, yeah, no, you need to make yeah. it up to St. Louis sometime. There's a couple of different shops yeah. we can uh, we can introduce so, you to, and and yeah, that, that's I would love to do that. Um, and kind of like what you were asking about before with the. Uh, pandemic you know the corona's covid stuff going on a lot of our around here our regular brick and mortars haven't been buying um oh. only our you know what i'm saying that's affected us a little bit yeah now, yeah because they're limited to how they sell um our online distributors have been selling for us pretty well but if you know some of the brick and mortars that are i think now people are starting to get back on like hey we gotta get some product in you know definitely gonna start opening up that's when I would love to uh, reach out to them. Well, and a lot of these places have probably been just 
burning through the stock they have waiting to see That's what I'm how saying. long the lockdown is, how when we'll they're going to be able to open exactly. Yeah. Now, the folks on the podcast, you know, can't see it, but uh, we're actually doing a Skype call with Jeff today. And I got to tell you, brother, I got to get one of those hats. Oh, yeah. I love that thing. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Describe the hat there, Jeff. I it's, even, it's, my, it's my everyday uh, fedora. It's one of those. Uh, it's like a wicker school. fedora. I don't even know how to describe yeah, yeah. it. It's but, light for like summertime. Yeah. That's wicker. like the coolest hat. It's up there with Corey Frisbee's hats. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> yeah. got the like cowboy thing going on. Yeah, yeah. that the, yeah, the kind of it's it's almost yeah. like an Indiana Jones hat he wears. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This so. is what they would call a pork pie, I think. Okay, okay, pork pie style. It, it looks better on you though. I couldn't pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta try it out, man. <laughs> I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna find one and give it a shot because hey, that's a good look. I hat- like it. The hat doesn't make you. You make the hat. You there know you go. Damn straight, brother. There I like you where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've got about 10 minutes or so left here because I know you're on a little bit of a time constraint. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to hit or talk to us about with your, with your line that you want our listeners to know about? Well, this is what I want people to know. There's brands out there, right, that just own a brand. They put the name on a box, put the name on a cigar, and they find people to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something that sets us apart as a brand is that I do all the blends in my house first. Because I I took the time, 10 years of learning how to do this, put tobacco together, roll cigars. I bring tobacco to me first to taste, put it together. And then when we started working with uh, some of the you know bigger factories in Nicaragua and Honduras, that's how our blends are done. You know, we're very I'm very hands on. We everything is done in house. Chris, uh, my business partner, is, he does he handles all our sales and you know major accounts. We we're doing it. We're doing it all ourselves. You know, I want people to know that uh, when they think of Amendola cigars, you know, we're we're not just we're not just a, a regular brand. That we're actually hands on, blending everything, doing everything ourselves, and really took the time to learn the craft, you know, and the trade. And I think it shows in our work and our product. Um, we, we do a, a little bit extra fermentation on the tobacco. It's a clean smoke. And, um, I need, uh, I need everyone listening to, uh, try our cigars. I would love for you to try our cigar. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the Maduro has definitely got my seal of approval. The Connecticut has mine. This That's is, great. this is the first time I, I know it's the first time I've smoked the cigars. It's the first time you've smoked the cigar, Nick. So I've tried a, I think it was a Connecticut. I think it was a Connecticut. Is that the blue? Because you have the red. Habano. The, Habano's Habano the blue. Okay. Blue. Yes. So, okay. I've tried the Habano. Um, I tried the Habano. It came in a, uh, a Stogie Bird box quite a while yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, I had gotten that, and I tried that. And let me tell you, man, it was a – and what's so funny is I'd had that cigar sitting in my humidor for the longest time. And um, – I heard the interview with Al on the Good Cigar, and I remember thinking, oh, I need to try this guy's cigars. They sound pretty good. And kind of moved on with life a little bit. And it was actually right around, I think it was right around the beginning of the COVID stuff. I'm going through, yeah. all, I'm going through all my cigars, just kind of getting an inventory before I'm hitting the, hitting the shop to try and stock up and everything before everything's shut down. And I'm going through this, and I'm like, what cigar is this? And I look at it, and I'm like, 
oh crap, this is an Amendola. It's like that's that guy from the <laughs> from the Good Cigar. So so no, yeah. so I, I have tried the Habano and and I remember liking it quite a bit. So um, awesome, and the Maduro man. is definitely aces. So yeah, absolutely. I just got to cir- circle back around. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we're we're I, I think you know as much as the first half of this year has been kind of like uh, I hate to say a wash. But um, we're making moves, man. You know, we're not going anywhere, so. Well, you know, you can look at it as a wash, but, like, in reality, I know I know Dan over at Riverman. I know Tim over at the Hill. A lot of these shop owners, they're taking this opportunity to do things in the shop that they weren't able to do it, yeah, because yeah, the customers see? were in, you know. I mean, like Tim That's... over at the Hill, he's painting the lounge. I mean, they've been scrubbing the walls, painting the lounge. He's getting all new furniture and everything. And because he's ha- he he can't have anybody back there, so he's taking that opportunity. Dan over at Riverman, yep. he's doing the same thing, getting yep. new furniture and really rehabbing the place and stuff. And you know, it's giving these guys an opportunity to really go through their inventory and get caught up on their inventory. That's the best. That's the best way to do it. Man. Yeah, and so and it sounds like that's what you guys did. You kind of took the that's break, what we did, man. Took yeah, the break and our... just kind of said, okay, yep. you know, what do we got to do? What haven't we been able to do? Because we've been busy trying to make money, we're trying to do sales, trying to put out product, trying to pop, 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 figure life out. We got our books in order. We got our financial plan set out. We're buying tobacco. We are locking in production with major factories in the industry. Uh, we are still um, getting sales and pre-orders. You know, it's all like behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, that needs to happen for us to become successful in the long run. Definitely, definitely. We could still build relationships. You know, so, this. So let me ask a question um, that just dawned on me in in the few minutes we've got left here. How yeah. are you set up for um, like the FDA, like standard equivalents and all that? Because I know those standard equivalents got pushed back to September. And, yeah. um, you know, and everything, are you, are you all good to where that's so not going to pose any uh, issues? Yeah. Right now we're FDA compliant. We will, there will be some minor changes with what we do because we are doing some production at a new factory. Okay. Uh, which, which will just really mean that, and, and they're in support of it and willing to, uh, work with us is, you know, make sure that, you know, any, any new blend that comes out has to be substantially equivalent. Yeah. So we, we just, their work with us, we work with them to make sure that we can prove that. And um, so, yeah, we're... we're uh, but nobody the, has to worry that, that we're not going to find Amendola come September. Oh, no, no. Okay, far, that, no. that's what I'm wanting to, Good that deal. Want to make as sure. As far as I know, we are, we are on par. All right. So, so that, that's so what's important. For folks that's, like yeah, me that's, who, who've yeah. never never had the cigar before and haven't necessarily encountered it at one of our brick and mortars you know, that I go to, um, yeah. Where if if somebody out there doesn't have a brick and mortar close to them that's selling this cigar, tell everybody real quick here as we wrap up, where can they get a hold of your product? Yeah, the the best thing to do if you don't see it in your brick and mortar right now is to our premier online account is uh, AtlanticCigars.com. They they have our whole line. They're doing some really good specials right now. They also have three brick and mortars in New York. They sell at those um so i definitely go to atlanticcigars.com just search for amandola or bestcigarprices.com they're doing some deals on box prices right now and should be getting some hopefully getting some sample packs of ours pretty soon that's Very awesome cool. and then where can yeah. people follow you uh definitely uh social media platforms 
Instagram at Amendola Family Cigars, Twitter at Amendola Family Cigars, and Facebook, same name. Perfect. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Instagram, we we uh, we love to uh, be present there and interact there with everybody. So definitely, definitely. Well, Jeff, seriously, man, thank you very much for your time, and we really yeah. and and thank you for introducing yes. me to these sticks because We're, these are oh, phenomenal, man. Nice, nice We're, job on these. We're digging the cigars. Oh, thank you. So. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, and uh, uh, and your time and willingness to try try us out. Yeah, definitely. They're awesome sticks, man. And hey, real quick, cool. b- before we let Jeff go, we really want to thank Dave Rivera over at Martinez Cigars for getting this all set oh, up yeah. and introducing and everything. So those are my guys. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> awesome guys. So yeah, they, they, they they helped me out a lot in the beginning when I was doing my own factory. Yeah, I got, I got a lot of their hand me downs. Oh, that's awesome. Well, the more we uh, got molds. to know him, the more we oh, think yeah. you know just so highly of the guy. So. Yeah, they're like family, so we're going to – hopefully we could do a cigar with them there pretty soon, but that's my second home when I go back up to New York, man. It's just, I love them. That's awesome. Great guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks again, man, for coming on the show today. Oh, yeah. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah, this has been awesome. And Anytime. And Anytime. If you, and if you ever need anything from us, you know how to get in touch with me, man. Yeah, sounds good, bro. Well, that was awesome. That What a great guy. Dude, Jeff is a fantastic dude, so I'm really happy we were able to – that's Take what I love and, and talk to him. Love about this show is I have had the opportunity to meet so many cool people. So um, before we get going into the rest of the show here, I'm about halfway. On I'm my a little Maduro. over on the Connecticut. Okay, what are you getting at this point in the cigar? It's just like like I said, I, I'm not going to change anything from when Jeff was on to now. Mm-hmm. This is just a great, smooth, creamy cigar. Oh, dude, I'm digging the hell out of this Maduro. Yeah, these this are good got sticks. Some, some little hint of cocoa. It's got the pepper. It's got that kind of little earthiness to it. It's a fantastic well, stick. And, and you and touched he, on it earlier. The construction on this oh, thing yeah. is just immaculate. I mean, it is burning like super level. I, I, I'm loving this cigar. Well, and Jeff mentioned, too. That they do let their uh, you know tobaccos ferment a little bit longer, and you can really tell that with the Connecticut because mm-hmm. man, if a Connecticut is pushed out too quickly, it's, it's so it's bitter. Got that bitterness, yep. yeah. Exactly. And this is just smooth. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't done a mid uh, cigar retro hail. Let me give that a shot real quick. Okay. Okay. Ooh, just oh, it's just smooth. Nice. It's a little bit of pepper on the retro, but man, it's just just a good stick. So I want to touch on this because we didn't really do this in the very beginning. So you're smoking the Amendola Connecticut. Yes. And the and we're smoke just across the board. All three of us were smoking Toros. So your uh, cigar has an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper with a Honduran binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. Okay? Yep. I'm smoking the Maduro, and the Maduro has a Habano Maduro wrapper and the binder is uh, Criollo, and the filler is from the Dominican Republic. Now, he was smoking the Habano, which, like I said, I'd had before. The wrapper is Habano, and the binder and filler are both Nicaraguan. So, fantastic cigars. So I look far. forward to trying that one as well. I, Dude, we he was so kind to send us one of each of them for each of us. So, That's awesome. So, we have the, the, the all three of them here to try. So, I can't recommend Amendola high enough. Now, before we get into Ask the Boys. Okay. We have the return of Larry the Mute. Where's he been? I think he's had COVID. Oh. Yeah. Did he tell you that? I mean, he's been gone for a couple weeks, so I just kind of assumed. But anyway. Okay. But no, so Larry's here. and uh, Larry, good to have you back, brother. It, it was 
it was sad to see you, you know, or be without you, man. So, what's he uh, featuring today? Today he is going to be smoking the Garcia Ivega Green Leaf Cigars, available two for a dollar twenty nine. I've had that. Have you really? Yeah, really oh have. my god! My partner Jerry loves Garcia Vega. Oh, yeah, absolutely so. loves it. It's all he smokes. Oh my god! Yeah. So anyway, so Larry, take it away with the Garcia Vega Green Leaf Cigars. He had a little COVID cough there. How in the world do we not get like complaint letters? This is the stupidest, stupidest, <laughs> stupidest thing ever. <laughs> oh my god, Larry! I don't know why Jeff is just send your correspondence to Nick at cigarpulpit.com. You know, you've been gone for a couple weeks. I figured Jeff would be polite when you came back, but he still has to shit on your reviews. It's an audio podcast. But seriously, Larry. I mean, I love you, brother, but I, come I on. Appreciate the effort and time you put into it. So. Anyway, that is the Garcia Vega Green Leaf Cigar. Did he like it? Yes. How do you know? I'm guessing. Bye, bye Larry. <laughs> Take it easy, Larry. Thanks, See you, man. brother. I can't believe he drives all the way up for that. I mean, you know, he wants to be a part. Fair enough. He's a solid dude. So, Oh, no argument there. Anyway. Well, how about we uh, we get into a little bit of Ask the Boys? Okay. All right. Folks, Ask the Boys is a segment we do every Tuesday um, where we answer listener questions. So we want you to send in your listener questions. Send them to us through direct message on Instagram, either at The Cigar Pulpit or at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Also, you can go over to the uh, CigarPulpit.com and you can use the, uh, the Contact the Pulpit page to send us your questions there, too. Okay. So we only have a couple questions this week, but that's I, all right. I have one, too. I have one that came in to me, so I'll, all right, I'll, I'll follow up after yours. Perfect. So um, I'm going to butcher this name because there's like three eyes, but Vi Data X, I don't know. Close Vi, enough. Vi Data X uh, wants to know if we can send T-berry gum. Okay. The problem is you can't find it. And, yeah. and trust me, I want some T-berry gum so, in the worst way. So, um, unfortunately, yeah, the brothers that own... What did we determine? We we asked the lady at Cracker Barrel about T-berry gum. Yes. And we were told that the two brothers that owned the company, she, apparently... For some reason, the random lady at the Cracker Barrel all knew, the knowledge yes, about the T-berry gum. Was very up to speed. And I guess there was a fight between the two brothers, and unfortunately... When they fought, they took their toys and went home, and that means right now there's no T-Berry gum. And so. that can't suck enough. It's got a very wintergreen taste to it. Okay. For, for those of you out there that haven't ever been able to experience it, it's part of my childhood that I'm just desperately missing now. Well, and that's and that's why they brought this up, is they say that you use it as a flavor note so often they really want to try the gum. Because it, it's good. No. And it's a good flavor note, too, if you can get it. I mean, you're kind of full of crap, but anyway, so... <laughs> Um, the Triple B Life wants to know, would Gator ever wear a man bun? No. That's good, because I That's kick, a hard no. I would kick you square in the nuts <laughs> if you ever and did I that. And I would want you to do that. I mean, I would literally just, I'd find the biggest, hardest steel toe boot I could find. Now, and I would, I would send your nuts rocketing into your I mouth. I will, like I did yesterday, I snuck over, 
I, I made it through Checkpoint Charlie and got across the river out of the People's of, Republic of Illinois. Into the land of the free. Yeah, who knew? Right across <laughs> the Mississippi is Missouri thriving right now. Oh, my God. And I went over there, and I went to Brouchard's. And, oh, my God, if you were ever in Cape Girardeau and soon to be Paducah, Kentucky, because they took over the old Whalers Catch location there. But if you have ever been to Brouchard's, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you got to go experience it. It's some of the best is it? Cajun food okay. on the planet. It, it rival and, and people are going to argue with me and send, send, send me your letters. Tell me I'm wrong. But I would put their food up against any restaurant I've ever experienced in New Orleans. So what did you have there? I had crawfish etouffee, brother. And it, no, it was not on the diet. We'll talk about the diet in a minute. It, I blew the diet all to hell yesterday. But, dude, <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't had Brouchard's in like three months, and oh, it, was, it 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 scratched where I itched, brother. It really did. And then I also went. Well, dude, this. I mean, the diet's over. The we're, diet's not over. We're in June. The diet's over. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, at this point, I don't give a fuck what you do. You've already failed the troops. So, but I was there. In, I was there in May. We're recording early. God damn it, Jack! <laughs> Why are, I'm trying to give you a fucking out here, man. Trying to give you an out. I posted the picture yesterday. Well, being in Cape oh, Girardeau. Now I've got a fucking editing nightmare on my hands. <laughs> Thanks. This is this is just this is amusing. Thanks. Okay. Well, we won't talk about the diet anymore because you know it's over. <laughs> God damn it. I might just leave this in just because. You should. Son of a bitch. I blew the diet all to hell, and it was in May, and I went to Cape Girardeau, and I know you want me to say it's June because the episode's coming out in June, but by God, I shot my diet all to hell, and I'm not proud of it, but it happened. <sighs> anyway. And I'm nothing if not honest. <laughs> so, if you get a I chance swear, to go. This is why we can't pre-record. This is why we Jeff can't have can't nice concept. podcasts. Jeff can't concept that, hey, this is going to be out in 10 days. <laughs> We're not usually this far ahead. so I know. I'm trying to be productive, and you blew it. Anyway, back to Brichard's, though, which it really is you know what we need to talk about here. The food is just phenomenal. And I, I, I will tell you, I also had a chance here in June um, to go over and uh, hit up Tobacco Lane in Cape Girardeau. Very nice little humidor, had a nice small lounge going. They were social distancing and all, but it was so nice to see people actually out enjoying their lives and living their lives. Well, there you it go. was amazing. So, yeah, if you get a chance to go to Cape Girardeau, Missouri, be sure you got to go to Burchard's and then swing over to Tobacco Lane and check out their humidor. Nice little shop. Um, from everything I gathered, it was family owned. And I was very impressed with a nice humidor. They had the Project 40s. They had, uh, you know, oh, just a, what all up the Padrones. They had Padrones really, really reasonably priced there. I was well, very impressed with that store. So, Well, and you bought some budget cigar there. I did. I bought, uh, and I actually brought Nick a, one of them. I got a, uh, it's a Connecticut Shade Grown, and it's a budget cigar. Now, it actually comes out to about $2.15 a stick. Nice. Now, you know, it's it's a budget cigar. It's a bundled cigar. It's got a blue band on it. But quite frankly, it, it brings down my cost average considerably Yeah. On, yeah. on what I'm smoking. So I was able to buy, you know, a few more premium cigars there. 
and still get the sticks I needed to kind of cover me for the week. Now, what does this have to do with you wearing a man bun? That I couldn't tell you. Okay. All right. Well, but I'm not going to wear it. Oh, so, yeah. No, I do know. You've circled me back. You've crystallized my thoughts eloquently, Nick Miller. So here's the deal. The reason I talked about this as part of the man bun in the uh, Ask the Boy segment is I did have my hair in a ponytail yesterday. Now, you know the only That's problem. Close. The only. I, I, I like to pull it back in ponytail. It was hot. We had the Jeep going. Otherwise, the hair's flying in my face with the windows down the top off. Maybe if you'd cut your hair and not be a dirty hippie. I got another half inch half inch and i can donate it you've been saying that for like a year it won't grow my hair has stopped growing well okay then folks if there's anybody out there who's like into hair, anybody's got some mane and tail they can anybody that like possibly has any sort of suggestion conditioner idea whatever that can get his damn hair growing so he can get this like mop it hit like it hits seven and a half inches behind the ponytail i've got to get to eight to be able to donate to pantene or some other companies and it will not. I thought keep they won't growing. take yours because of the gray. Okay, other companies will. Pantene won't. <laughs> but Pantene beautiful locks or whatever. They took it the first time, but yeah, I'm a little too gray now. And I, I really noticed how gray I've gotten yesterday. Driving, like I'm looking in the mirror, and you know the tops off, and you know sun's out. I'm like, oh my god, my hair's white. Yeah, the beard is really white. Yeah, the beard. I'm. I can play Santa. Yeah, yeah. So. I may do that for some Christmas and July things coming up. I mean, you might need it for some money. So. <laughs> True that. So um, our buddy Rob over at Cigar Talk wants to know, would you consider a fitness challenge of some sort between you and I and post an update? Oh, my God. I don't really know what kind of fitness update he and I could do. I mean, you know, we're both men of size, despite the fitness or the, the weight loss challenge. Yeah. You that, did a nice job with the weight loss challenge, though. I'm impressed. Well, I'm not done yet. Jeff, because you are just, when this comes out, you just outed us <laughs> like recording. In You're advance. kicking my ass so far. So, I don't think I have any way I can catch up. Yeah, no. other than lopping off like you know an appendage. But and I need all five of mine. Yeah, so Rob, <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of fitness challenge. You know you're... that'll that'll get you later. You'll catch that later, but I'll let it go now. Ew, <laughs> Rob, I don't know what kind of fitness challenge you're talking about. I I, I mean, we can discuss it, but. You know, I think you and I need a foot race. Oh, a hundred yard dash, dude! If you're if you see there's me, your fitness challenge. If you see me running, something really really <laughs> fucked up has happened. You know, like Nick like, and I have often discussed like, that. I am not made for for speed. I don't have to beat everyone. I just have to beat Nick. That's exactly it. I just yeah. got to beat at least one person. Because <laughs> whatever's attacking is going to stop. Unless to kill it's them. an explosion and all of us could get hurt. Yeah. Then it's kind of like the other Then guys. I got to be the first one out. But There's no way people walk away from an explosion like that. That just doesn't happen. Mm-mm. You see those guys, and the bomb goes off behind them, and they're walking away. Kind of like me coming out of a bathroom. Exactly. There's a concussion <laughs> blast that has to be accounted for. <laughs> There's damage. <laughs> kind of like you coming out of a There's bathroom. There's no way I don't have soft tissue damage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh just for me taking a crap. God. So, yeah, Rob, why don't you... Uh, why don't you uh, let me know what you're thinking about, and I'll, I'll consider People it. People would pay good money to watch us have a 100-yard dash. I don't know if that's the case. We could even pole vault. Well, you do that a lot on your own. But we could even pole what? vault, huh? What? But what? Yeah. Maybe a high jump. Was that a... Anyway. All right. I've never understood the triple jump. I've covered a lot of sports in my life. Why? In, what is the point of a triple jump? You take three steps and then you jump. I mean, just just run down there and jump. 
So, I don't know why that's a whole separate thing. So Gold Coast Gentleman. Not even going to touch that, are you? Gold Coast Gentleman wants to know. He's going to let that go. And he's got a serious question, and this is going to be something we're going to talk about for Uh-oh. a minute. Gold Coast Gentleman wants to know, how do you feel about Instagram allowing Cigar Aficionado to advertise, but yet you're not allowed to advertise the podcast? It starts with bull and it ends with shit. shit. So, and that's sexist. I, I shouldn't say bullshit. That's right. So, um, yeah. We covered that earlier let's, let's, last let's, month. Let's talk, uh, touch on this. Um, as Jeff has just uh, revealed, we are recording this in advance. <laughs> and so, so mad. earlier today. He's so mad. Earlier today. I can today, just see it on your face. I'm scrolling on my Instagram feed and I find um, that Cigar Aficionado is advertising a subscription special on Instagram. How? And there, How are they doing that? Therein lies my thing because every time I've ever attempted to promote the podcast through paid advertising. I'm willing to give Instagram my hard-earned money. Every time I've attempted to do that, they tell me no because the podcast promotes tobacco use and it goes against their advertising terms and conditions. So explain to me how Cigar Aficionado can get away with it, but I can't. I, now, I I'm have not, no explanation. Now, I want to say. Before we go any further, I want to say. I'm not picking on any brands that do have ads out there. I don't want to make this. But how are you doing it and we can't? Wait, I don't want to make this into a thing where it seems like we're picking on Cigar Aficionado or anybody else. because those guys will crush us. This is all about Instagram and Facebook and the inherent unfairness of their advertising policy. I have sent Nick various ads over the course of the last couple of months where people are advertising ashtrays or they're advertising... Um, there, there's this guy advertising cigar life insurance yep. for the cigar smoker. Yep. It's like, holy shit, why can't we advertise our cigar? Yep. We'll, we'll even call that guy and have him on as a guest, but we can't advertise we we're can't doing adver- it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, and there was an ad that was going on around Christmas time where it featured a picture of Santa Claus sitting there drinking whiskey and smoking a cigar. Now, explain to me how... I Literally, the ad that I want to put up is our logo... And the channels, the the Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, where we're available to be listened. But yeah, and and it basically says check out new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Why is it that I can't put that up? But yet it's okay for a picture of Santa Claus, who children idolize and love, to be seen smoking and drinking. Because Mark Zuckerberg is a fascist. It's crap, and I'm getting sick and tired of dealing with it. Because realistically, folks. My audience would be significantly larger if I could. Well, I don't know about significantly. No, I, it might be larger. Trust me, they. This is the real bitch. Instagram will let you set up your audience and everything for this, and they have subcategories for smokers, cigars, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then when you go to submit the ad, then they deny it. Well, what if we just leave cigars off of it? But then it doesn't. But go I to want target. a micro target right. to the people that actually care. Those sick bastards. So yeah, so it's bullshit. thanks Instagram. So it's complete bullshit, and I'm and I'm tired of the double standard. And so I guess this is as good a time as any for me to make my appeal, which is, folks, the only way this show grows, and it's not just my show. It's cigar talk. It's good cigar. It's um, you know, down to the nub. It's it's these shows. In order they're for all, them, they're all our friends. Uh, the straight cut. In order for these shows to advance and to grow in audience size and to start reaching more people and, and, and everything, and quite frankly, for us to make a little money doing it, because... God forbid. You know, here's the thing. Manufacturers don't want to advertise on a show 
with a small audience or or a perceived not that small, ours is small. No, it's, it's not growing a, a perceived small audience. Yep. But if we had a larger audience, we could you know get some get some money and yep. I mean, because quite frankly, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into this. It's 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 I love it. Oh, I w- this I would, is a labor of love. I mean, I wouldn't stop it, yeah. but it's one of those things. Would it be nice to get a little money rolling in for doing it? Yeah. It'd be, I oh. mean, everybody wants a little money for their effort. Yep. So it's one of those things And I'll tell where- you, not so much me, but Nick has put a lot of time and effort into this. I just show up. I record. He does the man hours. He puts the man hours in. He does the research. He's got all the computer equipment. I'm setting up the guests. I'm editing all the, uh, all yep. the shows. Although, I mean, it, although, you know... For a very real and legally binding, since we are fifty-fifty, show me the paperwork. <laughs> but anyway, so the point I'm is going to get hosed. <laughs> the point is, folks, in order for us to grow, it's all grassroots. We need you to tell your friends. If you're listening to this, we need you to tell five people. Hey, I listen to the show. These guys are freaking morons, but they're funny at times. So give them a shot. Exactly. You know, let, and we've had a lot of really badass guests. Yeah, lately. For the, for the last month yeah. or month and a half or so. And we've got some more rolling up and everything like that. So, guys, help us get the word out because Instagram and Facebook are doing everything in their power to shut us down. Yep. So, or at least at least to keep, you know, their oppressive thumb on us. Yeah, they're jackbooted thugs having <laughs> a freaking boot on our throat. But yep. they're letting Cigar <clears throat> Aficionado go by. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. The point is, we need your help. And just tell people about us. Just tell people about us. And and tell your local stores because we're actually reaching out right now. That's we the other thing. We want yes. them to get a hold of us. We that, want to talk to no, them about that, what they're doing. Thank you, Jeff. You just reminded me of this. So, yeah. So, we are going to be starting a new segment on Fridays where we highlight a new a, a brick-and-mortar store every week. Nothing super long, maybe five, ten minutes with everybody, you know, just kind of get a little bit of a history of the shop. Maybe what's what's a couple cool things that you do that you feel sets you apart from other shops, you know, that kind of thing. But we want to be able to highlight the brick and mortar stores that have struggled through this COVID and, and could use a little bit of promotion. We want to give back. Exactly. Yep. And so... I have a video up on our on on my Instagram where I'm kind of calling for this. Go to that post, shoot, you know, put tag your local store in that in a comment on that post. Shoot me a direct message, whatever. Just tell tell them to reach out to me or you reach out and I'll reach out to them. Something like that and we'll make I'll this happen. I'll reach around. We'll make this happen. Yes. Stay away from me. <laughs> but anyway, the point remains. Who doesn't like a reach around? We want God. <laughs> We want to. <laughs> you don't want to get left out. Oh, my train of thought has just derailed and is on fire. <laughs> anyway, help us. Just help us. Tell, spread the word. Help us out. You know, we're wanting to help other people. You know, help it, us help you. We're all in this together, guys. So, actually, in this case, we are. We need you. Kind of, please. Yeah, yeah. You're. But. You are our congregation. You're our parishioners. So that's uh, get out and spread the good word. That's the extraordinarily long answer to. Um, Wait, was that still a question? To uh, you know, Andy's Andy's question. Are you yes. are you done with your questions? Yes, I am done with my. Okay, questions. so I've so got you, mine here. Let me. You read. do have a question, don't yes, you? Yes, this is from listener Jeff. He wants to know, uh, Nick, what is it like when you wake up at noon after being on a Zoom call till five in the morning? <laughs> Listener Jeff, huh? Uh, Nick burned the midnight oil last so, night. So yeah, so last night was uh, one of the super herfs that Rob over at Cigar Talk does, 
and he does Nick hijacked apparently he does no he does these once a month and uh well he does a he does a herf uh, um a, a zoom herf every week but he does a super herf once a month super herf. and the super herf is where we play games and give away prizes and stuff oh, so it's cool typically it's name that tune you know he'll play music and and we'll play name that tune and you know people get fun and fancy prizes and that sort of thing so we we did that last night and I think Rob bailed off by about one thirty in the morning. It started at nine central. Yeah. Okay. He bailed off by about one thirty in the morning central, and he handed me the reins as the as the host of the Zoom call. So we had a couple people hanging on, and it just kind of kept going, kept going, kept going. And finally, I guess it was maybe around three a.m. is when it was down to myself and Dave Rivera from Martinez and our our buddy Broccoli Rob final yep, final, final third final third cigar and it was just the three of us and and we were just talking about all kinds of different stuff and next thing you know i mean dude it's like 5 in the morning and Mind you, they're both Eastern time, which means it was six in the morning. The sun was coming up on them at this point. For them. <laughs> poor guy. And poor Broccoli Rob. I go and say, we're all talking about how we're hungry because Dave's on there eating freaking this pasta with like <laughs> sausages in it and everything. Oh, that sounds and good. And he's eating. And, and Broccoli Rob and I are sitting there going, we're hungry. So we go inside and I, I make myself a very small bowl of cereal just because I'm like, I don't want to cook anything. You love cereal. I do love cereal, which is why, why this diet has been difficult because you know i've cut my carbs Lots a lot of grains and but but i did kind of do the cereal thing there but then broccoli rob's texted me about how he's making himself an omelet and i'm like that sounds really elaborate and he goes oh it's just some cheese and some meat and eggs and whatever i find in the fridge and then he sends me another text saying he found tomatoes and guacamole so Ooh. he's like it is getting elaborate yep. and i'm like took oh it up God. a notch but anyway so yeah that poor guy he got like three hours of sleep and was going to be working on his website today dave has pretty much told me he's useless to the world today and you know i woke up an hour and a half before we had to record i, I with, woke uh, nick up jeff amandola yeah you called me uh, at and noon. it's like oh at my noon. god so it's anyway. like you're back in college yeah it was it was a thing so yeah so in terms of how does it feel i feel tired i bet <laughs> <laughs> so nick how the people... COVID, the COVID has screwed up my sleep schedule. Oh yeah, I mean I'm up late and I'm getting up late. I'll, like, I'll every text day. Nick and at two in the morning. It's not just me, dude. And I'll it's... be like, "Hey, are you up?" Yeah, and it's not just me. I've talked with a lot of people that that's the case. You know? Oh, I'll sit it's, out on uh... the back deck and smoke a cigar, and I'll have the little tiki lamp going that I always forget to put out. And I'm going to end up burning the house down. Yes, Kristen's going to kick my ass. Um, but <laughs> I I will sit out there and like I should go to bed. I'm just not tired. Mm -hmm. It is really jacked with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. COVID. Anyway. Fucked it up. Well, Fucked folks, everything up. That is uh, this week's Ask the Boys. Like I said before, send us your questions. We like listening or uh, answering listener questions. So send, so send in, us your questions uh, either through uh, the Cigar Pulpit on Instagram or at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. or the, my page. Or the Contact the Pulpit page on CigarPulpit.com. How else do folks reach out to us on the socials there, Nicholas? I need to put the music here for a minute. Hang on. Okay, music. Well, that was nice. That's a nice touch. You barely gave me a break, but anyway. So, yeah, so we are available on the socials, <laughs> as I just said, at, on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram or uh, YouTube and uh, cigarpulpit.com. The MySpace is still unavailable, apparently. Yes. Yep. Now, the other fun thing about this being a Tuesday episode, fun fact. Jeff. Oh my God, do we have a giveaway? This is our time to give away a Martinez prize awesome pack. Martinez cigars. Oh, so, guys, you want to win this. So, you got to sign up. You got to sign up. And this week's winner. Became a winner by signing up for the CigarPulpit.com uh, email newsletter. How many of those have we sent out there, Nick? One. Yeah, one so But there far. hasn't really been a whole lot going on. But, but the, the COVID break. Look, here's the deal. I'm going to send you news when there is news. But yep. right now, I'm not going to spam you. It's it, the, the, the newsletter is just a convenient way for me to be able to have the pri- the potential prize winner list is, yes. is, is how this works. You enter to win by signing up for the newsletter. Yep. As long as you're signed up, you're on the list to win. It's that simple. So all you got to do, send and go over to CigarPulpit.com, sign up for the newsletter. You're set and ready. Now, this week's winner will receive an awesome prize pack from Martina Cigars featuring five different cigars. You are going to thank us because they make a quality stick. great sampler of their line. And tell you what, you're going to want to get more once you smoke these. So, this week's winner is Ryan Hiles. Ryan Hiles. I think I'm spelling that or pronouncing that right. H-I-L-E-S. Ryan Hiles. Fair enough. As close as I would get. So, Ryan, all you got to do to claim your prize pack is just send me an email at nick, N-I-C-K, at cigarpulpit.com. Send it to me by the following Monday, just saying uh, I'm the winner in the subject line, and just give me your shipping address, and we will get that shipped out to you right away. You're going to thank us. And I have prize packs in hand, so the turnaround time should be negligible. Minimal at best. Minimal at best. So, So... we need to still uh, hit on uh, MyMonthlyCigars.com because they are a premium subscription service, and we are going to be smoking a new cigar to the June June pack um, coming up on Friday. But before we do that, I'm down to my nub, and I'm literally burning myself on my Amendola, <laughs> Connecticut, because I don't want to give it up. But this is just a great stick. I'm also down pretty much to the nub on the Maduro. I can't say enough good stuff about this cigar. Dude, it's fantastic. This um, is in the rotation. This is a good stick. It's a, it's a fantastic cigar. I'm digging the Maduro. The pepper has has kind of eased up a little bit on the backside of this thing. The the kind of cocoa and earthiness has kind of um, come forward a little bit, which is kind of nice because a lot of cigars tend to ramp up the pepper at the end. This one has kind of gone slightly. The now other I'm way. in the other direction on the Connecticut. I'm get the. I just did a retro hail. I'm not getting pepper on the smoke, but I just did a. Just look. Look at that. What have I got? Have you, I even got an inch of the cigar left? You've got not enough to put that in your mouth without burning your. Literally lip. burning the hell out of my hands right now. <laughs> but I don't want to give it up. But that being said, I did a retro hail, and the pepper has come on strong on the retro hail. Yeah. This is a good stick. It's it been is. very complex, very creamy. Just a lot going on here. I like I'm this cigar. I'm not sure you could have smoked any more of that cigar. No, I, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm really... I Short of me going into the house and getting you Ow. a toothpick. Yep, there it yep, is. Yep, yeah. Okay, I gave it up. I, I, I have third-degree burns on my thumb. There is nothing left of that <laughs> and cigar. My, and my flip-off finger. <laughs> I've burned. I've, You've burned the bird. I burned two of my appendages there. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. So, MyMonthlyCigars.com. 
It is a premium cigar subscription service. They send uh, cigars to you every month through the mail. They have a variety of size boxes available. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the El Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50, which is an awesome deal because you get two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So it's really good if you're splitting cigars with like your dad or a friend or something like that. Or you're like me and just want to hoard them all. And you just want to hoard them. And... They have an MSRP guarantee where basically the value of the cigars will add up to meet or exceed the price of the box. So, like for example, in the May box, the Robusto uh, box was thirty bucks, but the cigars in there were valued at like forty eight dollars plus the bonus plus the bonus stick. And so, if you would have gotten the El Presidente box, you just spent fifty bucks. But you would have gotten like nearly a hundred dollars worth of cigars yeah. by doing so. So I mean, it was a it was a great value. I normally and, like a smaller box, but in this case, I like the bigger one. Anyway, um, in this case, moving <laughs> the look, moving just the look derailed again. So when you want to sign up for my monthly cigars, just head on over there, look into it, pick out which size box is best for you, and when you subscribe, use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T. That gets you free shipping on the first box. It also gets you 20% off all of the items in their online store because they sell cigars and various items in their And those guys store. were so good to work with us on our uh, you know, fundraiser that we did for uh, Cigars for cigars Warriors. Cigars for Warriors. And I can't say enough nice things about MyMonthlyCigars.com. Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. So, Nick over there is a great guy. He is. Yeah. Don't I mean, tell him I said that. I don't want him to, you know. I mean. Yeah. But he does he listen to the show. He's oh. actually going to be on the show on Friday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, we're going to start. The unveiling. Um, we're going to start having Nick, uh, Nick Gervais from My Monthly Cigar on the show for the first Friday of the month when we uh, crack open the... Uh, the new box. I hope he can bring his cousin Ricky on sometime. That'd be great. We covered that already. He's not related. People need to go back and listen. He's not, well, okay. All right. yeah, <laughs> I, was, there you go. I was throwing out a little little Easter egg. Yeah. So no, we're gonna start. We're gonna start having him on the first Friday of the month for when we open the box, and then Broccoli Rob Final Third Cigar is gonna start coming on regularly on the third Friday of every month. Oh, hence, cool. Hence Final Third. I love Broccoli uh, Rob. Nice. But he gets the. Uh, he gets the My Monthly Cigars box as well, so that way he can smoke along with us. He's a good old boy. We can talk about stuff. I like him. He's a nice guy. So he's doing some great reviews and stuff over there at his website. It's uh, Final Third Cigar Cigar or Cigars. I can't remember. Um, FinalThirdCigars.com. There you go. So, if you don't find it with cigars, look at it with cigar. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, it's on the interwebs. It is on the interwebs. Well, Nick, it's been a nice episode. It has. I'm, I'm so happy you introduced me to this Amadola cigar. Dude. Jeff Amendola is a fantastic guy. I'm very happy he was able He's to He's a cool dude. And I really did like the time. hat. I'm kind of jealous of the hat. So we do have one thing uh, that I want to Is there touch a piece on. of housekeeping? It's not so much a piece of housekeeping. It's just something that I feel is important for you and I to circle around to. Um, because, quite frankly, I, I, I just... We keep forgetting about it, and I just remembered. Are we being remiss about something? You got invited to join the fucking Illuminati. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Is that like Fight Club? Can we not talk about the Illuminati? I don't know. So I literally got an invitation to join the Illuminati. He sent me a screenshot, <clears throat> and, and 
Jeff got a thing. It's it's. It, I'm going to read this note. It's amazing what you find on Instagram. I'm going to read this note, and I'm going to not change the verbiage. Okay, I'm going to read it as it is written. <laughs> Hello, a good day for you. I hope you are doing well. Are you interested in joining the great Illuminati to get rich and famous above your expectations and also have powers you need in life? Come back to me for information on how to join the great Illuminati or bridge in and start enjoying the great benefits all members are entitled to receive. Okay, then. So, I mean, I got that going for me. But here's my question. How the fuck do you get invited to join the Illuminati and I don't? I I think it's obvious. No, I really don't think it's obvious. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else I've gotten? Okay. You've gotten a lot of these. I know exactly where you're yes. about to go. The, two different things. One, I have women that questionable reputation, you know, or morals reaching out to me for I don't know why. I don't know why that's a thing on Instagram, but I've decided not to follow the, those ladies. They must think you have money. Which is just so wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. Number two is people trying to sell me drugs. Yeah, you had the well, one. All you the had drugs. that one guy that had all the drugs. I've had. But I've his, had probably he ten people. He messaged you and said everything on my page is for sale, and his page was full of nothing but pictures of drugs. And it wasn't just all pot. the narcotics. It was like prescription drugs and co- bags and bags and bags of cocaine yes. and just like. It was all the drugs. All the drugs. And Who are you following? Well, okay. And I realized what it is. Because I've had probably 10, maybe even a dozen people that are selling all kinds of pot products. Yeah. Now, I realized what's doing it. It's my Instagram cover photo, my picture. It's me smoking that big cigar, but it's just me covered in smoke. All they're seeing is the smoke, and they think it's pot. That's what it is. And they're 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 scrolling, they're finding my picture in their search or whatever. They see me rolling smoke and they think it's marijuana, or God knows what, because that one guy was trying to sell me I mean, any and everything. Dude, he was trying to sell you like a trash bag full of pills. Yes, <laughs> I mean it was like a farm party with I'm this guy. Truly not joking. It was like a trash bag full of pills. And I'm a farmer, but like crops, not it was pharmaceuticals. It was fucked up. Yeah, so. I, I sit next to some screenshots. I'm like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah. And you and I and a friend of ours one night sat and looked at the pictures trying to figure out what everything was. And it was it was messed up. It was amazeballs. It was really messed up. Yeah. What you had. And I'm I thinking, mean, was, was it a that cop? That was a thing. Do you think that? Dude, I, like, I don't know if. I don't think. That, that might have been a sting operation. I don't know what the hell really, it was. It's a really, really poorly run sting <laughs> operation if that's what it was. But. If it's real, it's a really, really poorly run drug operation. Yeah, either which way. I mean, let's put it this way. You have to be a really, really ignorant drug buyer, or you have to be a very just lucky cop. One or the other. You know, because I mean. Either way, I unfriended that account. Yeah. Unfollowed, as it were. probably for the best. Yeah, because nothing good was coming. No, no, that was going to end poorly. We went through the pictures, and I'm still not sure what everything was. And I let's be honest. I've been in journalism for a long time, and I've, I've covered a lot of court cases involving drugs. And I have no idea what some of the shit was. Dude, there was that yellow crystal-like substance that looked almost like giant chunks of, like, beeswax or amber. But, like, I, I don't think know that what was that was. I think that was a hot byproduct, but I... There were also bags of white powder that I'm guessing was either heroin or cocaine. It looked like coke, but yeah. I mean, and there were some other crystals on there that I'm pretty really sure exactly were the meth. I mean, I All just, the meth, yeah. yeah. 
It was insane. And then, like I said, there were all the... It was every color of the rainbow in prescription pills. Yeah. And not just like, you want them oval, you want them round, you want the like capsule type, you want this, you want that. He's got it all. It was it was from as, as mild as, I guess, Xanax, all the way up to like oxycodone. This almost sounds like we're like doing an ad for this guy, but like in reality, it, it's... Well, we haven't said his name, and I'm not going to, because no. I've, I've unfollowed that account, but... Yeah, it's amazing it what you can bizarre. find on the Instagrams. So. Just saying. And and I know we've covered this before, but what is the deal with women and fish? Yeah, you're it's hot girls in bikinis you're, holding you're like, fish. Your entire like search, like, you know, like, hey, check out these posts that we think you might like. It's nothing but hot chicks in bikinis holding fish. What what is why is that a thing? I don't know. Well And you started getting them after we talked about it. Yes. Your phone was I never here got listening. those until you and I talked about this the first time, <laughs> and the next thing I know, it's like, hey, maybe you might like this. And I'm like, No, I don't like this. It's like this woman with just you know in a bikini and she's just looking gorgeous and then she's all just like here I caught you a fabulous bass. It's like what the hell? Oh, why is that a thing? I don't get it. Yeah, oh my but god, it, it was a real thing. So it okay, I'm fifty and it screwed up my algorithm, dude, because I had a perfectly set algorithm going on Instagram and now all of a sudden I've got bikini fish and Bikinis I'm just like what fish. is going on it, you've said this before there's something about women smoking cigars that's it, it, let's be honest it's got an inherent well, hotness to it and no, it's the same way with women in golf or women guns what it boils yeah. down to is some of these Instagram models are smart enough to realize that if they glom onto a niche that is prim- it, that attracts primarily men be it hunting or fishing or cigars or some of these things that if they go out there in their bikinis or their itty bitty short dresses or something like that and do those things that all the guys that follow that are going to be like, oh man, she's hot and they're going to follow her. And you've got people that have thousands of work. followers just because they Didn't pose, on me, but. just because they pose with a fish or, you know, it's a, circle it back to the cigar pulpit cigars and all they're doing is posing there in their swimwear smoking that cigar yeah and the 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 way that those people then show that they're relevant and actually prove themselves is by knowing the product some of them do most of them don't but some of them don't and the ones that don't are going to hit the wall really hard once nature finally catches up to them. And it's going to be one of those things. As and I hate to say old, it, you know, as a 50 year old, it really, and I'm going to sound like such a prude and I'm not, God knows I'm not a prude. No, but you garden naked for God's sake. Well, absolutely. Cause who doesn't? I, anyway, I don't, we don't have a garden, but if you had a garden, you'd want to get out there naked. I don't just saying. I would, but anyway. So that being said, ah, see, there's something for the bingo card. That's a flashback. I know. The uh, the thing that I don't understand is these young girls going on Instagram, posing half naked. I don't understand. Do they all think they're going to become some supermodel? Is that where they think they're going to get discovered? I truly think that that's part it's of a, it. It's a disturbing trend to well, be as a 50-year-old with two dollars. What dogs. it is, is everybody's convinced that they can be an Instagram influencer, where they're getting paid thousands of dollars to put up posts where they're like, oh, look at me, I'm smoking a whatever cigar, then that company's going to pay them thousands of dollars to post that. And that probably does work. I mean, we don't have the build for it. Realistically, there are some people that can be Instagram influencers. 
As much as I absolutely detest them, the Cardassians are really good at that. <sighs> but there have been all sorts of studies and reports that have come out in the last couple of years where brands that have used Instagram influencers have found that they don't really work. The ROI is not yeah. there. And so they're spending all this money on these people to do it, and they're not getting the, the bang for the buck in return. And so you're starting to see kind of a little bit of a pullback away from that, that business model from some larger companies. I'm not necessarily saying cigar companies, but just in general larger companies. And so, yeah, you know, just because you have a couple thousand subscribers doesn't mean you can influence people. You gotta, people have to actually trust what your opinion is more than just, hey, she looks hot in a bikini. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, and I, don't get me wrong. I That's like my bikinis. Rant. But I don't understand Instagram being flooded with girls just, I don't want to say whoring themselves out, but for lack of a better term, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, it's know. disturbing. God, I do sound old. You do. I really do. You kind of do sound old. I'm 50. So. I can, but I can stretch and I can kick. There you go. I can stretch. Uh, well, you have anything else for the betterment of the cause? I think we've covered it all. Okay. Welcome to June. Yay, it's June. Ah. Yay. Well, not really. But yeah. it is It is when this comes out. When this comes out. Yeah. So, anyway, this has been another sermon for the Cigar Pulpit. As jacked up as Preach it's Preach on, brother. I'm Nick. <laughs> I am Gator. And we want to really, really thank Jeff Amendola yes. for coming on. And thank God he wasn't around for the last part of the ignorance. <laughs> he he would have just hung up at some point. At God some love point. him. But Manny makes a mean cigar. He does. So. He does. Anyway, folks, stay safe and stay smooth.